Hi there, listener. It's Matthew. You've come looking for an episode of the Children's Book Podcast, and you've found it. Hooray! But you're probably wondering why the name of the podcast has changed. After eight years of doing the Children's Book Podcast, I began a new career as head of podcasts at A Kid's Company About, where I now oversee a podcast network dedicated to producing original content that talks up to kids, centers the things going on in their world, and engages and challenges how they see the world and themselves. All of the episodes of the Children's Book Podcast are still here, but now, if you're subscribed, you'll get new episodes of Worth Noting, a kid's podcast about current events, hosted by me. Something for you and the young people in your life to enjoy together. Enjoy this episode, and I hope you'll check out Worth Noting and other podcasts from a kid's company about... Support for the Children's Book Podcast comes from TeachingBooks.net. Teaching Books strives to personalize each reader's connections to children's and young adult books. Discover thousands of resources that bring books and reading to life. Sign up for free today at TeachingBooks.net. You have something to do together how great is that oh yeah well we also the other thing we do together is dance hmm. and that's that's been a, a, that's been going on now for 14 15 years nice. uh and it's one of the things that we miss the most are our dance classes because we were taking them twice a week hmm. but we practice twice a week so that's good in fact later we'll be he's cleaning out the garage because we could it's a, it's a beautiful warm day here so we can actually uh yeah. dance dance in the garage today practice foxtrot Hello, hello. This is the Children's Book Podcast, episode number 644. I'm your host, Matthew Winner. We're on Patreon at patreon.com slash Matthew C. Winner if you want to support the show. Today I'm joined by Marilyn Singer, renowned poet and author of Ways to Say I Love You, illustrated by Alette Strathoff. Do you know that experience of picking up a book unsure of what to expect, only to end up talking and talking and talking to your friend about it? And all the while, your friend says, I know, right? I know, right? Well, Ways to Say I Love You happens to be one of those books to me. And my good pal, Mel Shewitt, happens to be one of those friends. Marilyn and I talk as if two long-separated friends with some lifetime of stories with which to catch up. I have known and loved her reverso poems, including Mirror, Mirror, since my very first year in the library. It's quite possible that this invented poetic form gave rise to me writing poetry myself. All told, this conversation around this particular book feels like one that was a long time in the making. And I'm so glad that it all happened just when it did and just as it happened. I very much hope you enjoy this conversation. Please welcome my guest, Marilyn Singer, author of Ways to Say I Love You, illustrated by Alette Strathoff. This is Marilyn Singer. Uh, my pronouns are she, hers. <laughs> I have lost them. Well, you know who I am. Uh, and uh, I've written um, 
over 120 books for kids and young adults in many genres. Uh, and uh, I'm probably best known for my poetry. Uh, but as I said, I've, I've also written in other genres. And I like to uh, write in different genres because that keeps me from getting bored. Yay! Well, welcome, Marilyn, and yay for you not being bored. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think that um, to have had so many books published, to have the career that you have, and to show the way that you play across formats and, and age uh, age of audience and things like that is, is really delightful. Uh, we together, uh, or what brought us together, I should say, is Ways to Say I Love You, one of your new picture books. But really, we could have talked at any time. I'm such a fan of your work, and I always, I feel like you've always got something every year coming out that I'm excited to see. Thank you for saying that. Um, Yeah, I, I, well, I I, I try to have something coming out every year. (laughs) It's good for me, you know? No doubt. Um, Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So you said that this, that you came across this book, Ways to Say I Love You. do you want I to think, ask me anything about I, it? <laughs> I, I would love to, but I think maybe first I should credit how I came across this. Oh, please. Because my friend, uh, who I worked on this website, All the Wonders, with for years, uh, and she and I remain very close, Mel Shewitt, uh, is now at Corto, and Corto published this, and this came in the mail from Mel, and I was like, oh my word, there's a new Marilyn Singer book, and you're publishing it. Oh, she's fabulous. I was going to and- say, because then she said that you and her have talked before. Have, have we've ta- oh have, yeah have, we have like communicated I should say it that way you've communicated before Mel and I oh we've met oh we that's met awesome at, I did not know yeah. that yeah 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 we met at ALA and uh, we've talked a lot and I've done videos for Quarto and in fact I just put together well actually Mel has to edit it she's got the <laughs> capability of doing that I do not uh, a, a video for ways to say I love you and it's got um. It's got a few surprises in it, uh, and uh, one of those involves dancing, and that's maybe all I should say until the video's actually out. We'll have to watch for that, though, when it does come out. Yeah. But how delightful to know that you have such a great connection with her. She's she's wonderful, and I'm glad that that she, in this way, was the conduit to uh, me, me coming too. across this book. She is phenomenal. She she has so much energy, and I and I really love well, I love marketing people anyway, but I love it when they add like ideas and she's got <laughs> lots no i'm serious you know she's got lots of ideas and uh, she's sort of spearheading these videos I, 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 other people are doing videos also other other publishing companies but um she's able to edit them <laughs> which is really amazing not everybody is able to do that and and she's been doing a really good job and uh so i i'm excited to see uh what happens when she actually puts the whole thing together Wonderful. Well, let's talk about ways to say I love you. You've got this beautiful poetic text. You've got a title that I think when you and I started communicating, I could not help but sing that song that I grew up with from Mr. Rogers about many ways to say I love you. So when when titles, when turns of phrase cause us to think about other things, I, I delight in the way that connections are made that way. But I wonder for you, where did this book or this poem come from it just feels so lighthearted and lovely well you know it's interesting i wrote this a really long time ago and uh i'm i feel so fortunate that quarto right saw it as a book because not everybody did okay <laughs> and um 
I think I wrote it. Well, first of all, I am absolutely fascinated by uh, animal behavior. I just am. I, I, I read about it. I write books about it. Um, and I thought it would really be interesting to contrast the way that animals court with the way people court. Because I kind of like human behavior also. (laughs) 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 And that's what inspired it. But then, in order to write it, I wanted to have a variety of animals. I mean, we... I'm, I'm, uh, I've been a bird watcher for a really long time, mm. so I, I probably w- was most familiar with, with bird courtship and bird behavior in general, and you can see it kind of readily also. You know, birds are, a lot of birds are very visible, so in the spring, you go out, you see what they're doing, right? Other animals, not so visible, but uh, there are a lot of uh, films about them, a lot of videos, a lot of websites, a lot of books, and I started to research different animals because I really wanted to have a spectrum, oh, you know, of uh, amph- amphibians and reptiles and insects and, and all of that. And uh, I think this book became a lot easier to write once uh, the internet <laughs> was available. <laughs> I, I don't think I started it before. The, I, have, I have things actually that have come out that I started uh, before the internet. No kidding. And one of the other one was the last Quarto book, uh, mm. Wild in the Streets. Oh, see, Wild uh, in the Streets. I know that one. That's a great one. Yeah, Wild in the Streets is uh, about urban animals, you know, animals in in, in in urban settings. And I started that book years and years. Originally, I think it was going to be a prose, and then it became a series of poems. But years ago, I was literally writing snail mail to people all around the world, asking them questions about animals. And you can just imagine how long that took to to gather any information. So I put that aside for a long, long time. And then we got the wonderful internet and uh, I was able to do research much more easily. So this book also became much easier to write once, once I could look up things that way. I'm not saying that libraries are not also valuable because I would still, you know, go there and take out books and uh, about these topics. But um, that's so that's how I I got to do the research and then um, selected the animals. And um, what's really funny. (laughs) So one of the things that uh, one of the things in the book is I had cockroaches court with with hisses. (laughs) <laughs> rhymes with kisses it sets you up for yes, a good one people prefer kisses so my editor at the time she's since moved to another house but she said um i really can't stand cockroaches can you <laughs> and i said i said but these are hissing cockroaches not the ones that you find in your house they're the big ones she goes i don't care <laughs> and so we found out that swans, swans also yeah. court with hisses so we thought, well, that's a lot prettier. So we put we put in <laughs> we put in swans. So I think that's the one animal that did not make the final cut. It's also sort of, I think, surprising and bizarre as a reader to read that swans hiss to mm-hmm. to court. And you've got this great bag matter in the back, um, but to to know to be able to work in. Well, let's just let's just be straight about it as a reader to 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 tie in surprises for the reader so that it's not just about the way that we hug and kiss and hold hands and animals sort of do the same thing but rather let me teach you about 
things in the animal world you may have never known, mm-hmm. and yet you are connected to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a beautiful mm-hmm. thing to experience that. Yeah. One of my favorites, I think, is deer blaze smelly paths. People take more baths <laughs> because, well, we all want to smell good, including the deer. It's just that what smell, <laughs> smells good to deer doesn't smell so good to us, you know. And I, to be honest with you, that makes me wonder if we stink to deer. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I, I mean, that, 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 en- that entertains that, that fun picture book idea of like, if an animal wrote a picture book about us and how disgusting we humans are, can you believe it? humans do these things, right? Yes, I mean, I love that idea. And I, and I, and I wonder about that sometimes, but I'd be a little hard to prove, I think. I think so, too. Yeah. Although, <laughs> I have to tell you Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, that it would was... end up just being about an author, about a human really taking it out on the human race, going, listen, we're all really disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you something funny. Um, I, I made a, a, a dish last night that used jalapeno peppers, and I, I screwed up. I used my hands to remove the seeds, and then I touched my mouth. Oh, no. So my mouth was burning. So my dog, who loves to come over, we call her the, the lip nibbler, because she likes to come over and <laughs> literally nibble my lips. She came over last night, <laughs> smelled my mouth, took one little taste and went, oh, my God. And <laughs> that was it. That was it. And I thought, yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> well, thank goodness so you didn't touch go. her eye, Marilyn. Oh, my goodness. I know. I didn't touch my eye. But, you know, but yeah, I know it was really stupid. And now I, well, you know, I'm, 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 I, I, I'm. Cooking more now, uh, but I am still a bit of a novice. <laughs> but also still learning about how you yes, and your I, dog communicate with one another. That is <laughs> well, listen, I, I want to get into talking about the art in this book, which I think is exceptional. Oh, but first, fantastic. would you mind, do you have it in front of you? Would you mind sharing a, a couple of the stanzas just for folks to get a sense of how the, the lines flow in this book? Sure. Um, and would you like me to read a little of the back matter, too, to show how that... Um, oh, that might be fun. Ties. Yeah, why don't we, whatever whatever you read from the book itself, why don't we connect it to some of that back matter? That would be fun. Yeah, so the, the book starts, it's the truth, there's no debate. Every creature wants a mate. Furry, fiend, or birds of a feather, how do critters get together? Garter snakes huddle. People like to cuddle. Bowerbirds make bowers. Folks deliver flowers. And now I'll read you a little of the back matter. So here's what I say about garter snakes, which always amazes me. And if you've seen any videos of this, it's even more startling. Garter snakes form mating balls. In the spring, when they come out of their dens, female snakes give off scents that attract males, and large groups of these males will huddle around the female, rubbing her with their chins and rolling over and over, each hoping to be her mate. If you've ever seen it, it's a ball of snakes, a big ball of snakes, which <laughs> is something probably a lot of people would not care to see. I would, because garter snakes aren't venomous, so... And bowerbirds, I've, I've been fascinated uh, with bowerbirds for a really long time. In fact, I think I wanted to do a whole book about them, and maybe that will happen, I don't know. But to attract females, male bowerbirds construct bowers, structures of sticks and twigs ranging in shape from simple tunnels to fancy huts. They decorate them with flowers, 
feathers, stones, leaves, berries, and other objects such as pieces of glass, coins, and nails. When a female enters a bower, the male may sing, dance, and show off bright feathers. And um, I, we had limited room in the back, so I couldn't say even more, which I wanted to. They also pick specific colors. So you'll get a, a bower bird that will use only blue objects to decorate. Um, and uh, the bower is not the same as a nest, which the female builds and where the eggs are laid. This is literally, you know, the Shakespearean definition, def definition, excuse me, of a bower, mm. you know, you, you know, bring somebody in and go, look, I'm in love with you. Aren't you in love with me? Watch this. And so that just amazed me. And they're, I'm also fascinated by animal architecture. Yeah. And that's an amazing example of it. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Professor Bookworm. Professor Bookworm is an online literacy classroom that offers virtual reading groups and writing sessions for kids grades 1 through 6. These programs are engaging and fun and can be formatted around a family's schedule. Bookworm sessions are the perfect supplement to both in-person and online learning. Bookworm reading groups are conducted through interactive virtual activities and individualized feedback that are geared toward building reading comprehension. Each reading session walks the student through a complete chapter book. The writing program consists of 30-minute writing sessions with an instructor via Zoom. These sessions, which are designed to improve writing mechanics, can consist of one to four students, depending on the child's preferences. The founder, Carolyn Zoba, inspired by her work with colleagues and mentors on diversity, equity, and inclusion, is passionate about exposing children to more diversity through the Bookworm program. When building bookworm programs, she makes an effort to choose books that feature strong, positive, and diverse characters. She hopes to encourage students to explore other cultures, call out racial biases, and develop an inclusive mindset. Professor Bookworm just announced their holiday book bundles, which are boxes that contain all you need to complete as many reading sessions as you would like, plus a few trinkets for the kids. Order for the holiday boxes must be in by December 5th. They're offering 20% off your first purchase of a holiday box or bookworm reading session to listeners of the Children's Book Podcast. Please use code CHILDRENS20. That's C-H-I-L-D-R-E-N-S and the number 2-0 at checkout. Get started today at ProfessorBookworm.com. I think to take it from your words and to move into this the, the, the gorgeous watercolor paintings that Alette Strathoff have has made. It's just it's such an exceptional book. It's also, as I said to Mel right away when when she sent it, um, I, I called her up and just said, this is. I've, I've not seen, there are so many love books that come out and that's great. And we, the world needs lots and lots of love books. And I'm quite a fan of mm -hmm. love books that say love in just a little different way. Mm -hmm. But the way that this, the way that your text 
is inclusive of all different ways of of showing love and affection and all different ways that animals uh, show attraction and seek a mate. And then that Alette's illustrations allow that space for everyone to find love with whomever is the person that they find love or like or friendship love or companionship love. Just all of these different, the truly the the many ways probably that's where I in my brain I had had it locked in not only from Mr. Rogers but 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 the many ways to say I love you is because I was seeing many different views of love on Mm -hmm. the page and that just moved me Marilyn Mm. well I I wanted to uh, it's interesting because we had we uh I love the art, by the way. Mm. I think it's absolutely magnificent. Uh, I, I think at one point there was a little bit more of familial love, and I said, no, the book's not really about that. Mm. It's about it's about courtship. But what Alette did that's so incredible is, first of all, it's a multicultural book. You know, it's really, really diverse. And, and it's also that she put in same-sex couples. And I was so happy to see that. I was like, wow thank god and she did all of these just marvelous things and she does have you know family groups and she has people alone and she has like it's i just think she did an incredible job i think that the way that she plays with um ambiguity and gender non-conforming yes uh, uh-huh. portrayal is beautiful too that if i show this to a class of children one child will see something in this book that another might read, uh, might read that art as as a completely different thing, or maybe not even notice. Like noticing mm-hmm. um, two uh, children holding hands as a teacher is walking them to look at these peacocks, right? Uh, holding hands confidently, and two others like sneaking, touching fingers. Yep. There's just these little little moments that. It, it it just is it's a beautiful delight to take time and notice new things in this book. And as we said, the art is just so pretty. It's so beautiful. beautiful. The cover is fantastic. Mm. I, I just I, I I especially love that, you know, it's what do they call it, it when the when the cover like bumps up a little bit? You've got that going on. I think it's just great. It raised. raised. I think it's not, called raised. But, it's not and it's raised also, text, but it's the animals you run your fingers over, and it's yeah, not just this yeah. beautiful leaf pattern circle around framing the the title, but you can just run your fingers over all of it. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. The deer raised, the rabbits, mm. the swans, and the and the kids, and the cockatoos, and the alligators, and it also, uh, I love you is uh, shiny. The foil, it's, the foil embossment is beautiful. Well, the I hearts mean, are all, I'm, yeah. I'm a sucker for shiny. <laughs> my, my husband once said to me, "Do you have any tops that don't have sequins on them?" And I said, <laughs> "I said I hope not." <laughs> some of them have, some of them have foils. <laughs> That's amazing. And I know it's really great. So yes, I'm extremely pleased with how this this book yeah. came out, and um, it just was great I, care, great care to the book. I love too that the pages feel like a heavy weight of paper so the stock oh. feels heavy i like that because they're yeah you're not, right yes and because they're not glossy it allows the colors to feel uh muted and blended because alette does such a beautiful job taking the animal often on the left hand side of the page 
and and their depiction in nature and weaving it beautifully across the gutter of the page straight into the the human whether they're in in home in their bathtub or mm-hmm. um in out out you know underneath a, a trussle being married or or whatever she just makes them all cohesive and it just it's it's beautiful that it feels unbreaking like that yeah i yes yes and you know what's funny i didn't even notice initially that the the kids who are on the cover uh sort of travel through the book they're not in every spread yeah but they're but they but they're in a number of spreads so there's a little bit of a story if you follow them as well you literally follow their courtship yes you you, see it play out through flowers yep. and notes and whispering among friends it's adorable yep. yeah i i'm just i'm so pleased <laughs> i mean i it just feels like magic on the page it's beautiful it feels like it, it it feels like a gift to readers back to you with your words it just feels it's it's beautiful i i end up talking so much and i think hyperbole because it just is something that i can't quite put my thumb on i just i just really embrace this book well, you know, it's interesting, too. I, I uh, When it came out, I, I usually post on Facebook, like, here's my new book, here's the cover. And a lot of people were saying, boy, do we need love right now. And I think that's true. You know, we always need it. But, you know, uh, things have been somewhat divisive. And it's not, you know, politically and in other ways in the country. And I think it's nice to just be reminded, you know, without getting too corny here, but just be reminded about, love that underlies things and yeah. that, you know, we have the capacity to love each other, you know, even, even if there are differences and there should, you know what, and there should be differences. I mean, who, why would we want everything to be homogeneous? That would not, that wouldn't be very interesting. Right. <laughs> I tell in my the, students, I mean, I'm in person right now at, at our school. Um, but even when I'm not, when I post my, my morning letter to, to each of the classes, I always end and many of my colleagues do and by saying love, Mr. Winner, because I want yeah. you to know that this time we have together, I value it and I do love you and I do care for you. And I made this thing, this lesson, I made it for you. Mm. I think that your book also reminds us because of us all being apart and how terribly hard it is to be apart. But that's yes. truly oh, uh, one, yes. one way we're loving one another is by staying apart. And that's hard. But there are ways to say I love you even with you being apart. And it's important that we remind ourselves to get onto FaceTime and talk to our family members, to the folks that we've been spending every single day in and day out with at our homes, to have a quiet moment where we are just holding hands or are brushing up against each other, watching a movie together. There are ways that we can say I love you and remind be reminded that we are also loved, I think is what I'm trying to say. But you just said something really profound that one of the ways that we show, we, sh- we are showing now that we love each other is by staying apart. And yeah. that's really important for people to realize. And yes, there are lots of ways to connect. I mean, some people dread Zoom. I like it because I get, actually, I've, we've been getting to talk to uh, friends on Zoom that we haven't seen, you know, seen their faces in ages, we have a lot of friends in England, mm-hmm. and we've been getting to talk to them uh, regularly, which is amazing to me. Uh, and uh, we stay in touch with family, we stay in touch with friends, and that really feels good to me. Uh, and 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 it's actually a to me, it's actually a, bl- a blessing during this t- terrible, yes. terribly <laughs> difficult time. I mean, really, you know. Uh, 
And and then we have, you know, talk about animals. Um, one of the interesting things, so we've been in Connecticut since March. Uh, our main residence is in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, when things were really, really bad, things got really bad there in April, we decided, you know, before then we'd be safer here. But one of the things that's amazing around here is there's a lot more wildlife. So tying in with this book, I've been getting to observe things that I've never seen before. Mm. Uh, and and, and uh, some of the things are hilarious. One day, my husband and I were practicing foxtrot in our living room here because we've been dancing for about 15 years, studying uh, swing and Latin and ballroom dances. And we looked out the window, and I kid you not, there was a red fox trotting across the yard. No kidding. And we laughed so hard, we had to stop for a while and just watch this fox. And it was it was actually hunting. It was I think it was finding um, insects in grubs, because it kept like digging stuff out of the ground. But it was hilarious. It was just so funny. <laughs> Look at that. You know, we're... You know, there's a real fox trot. <laughs> and, um, How about that? Yeah, and we've been seeing all kinds of things. We have a red, uh, a red-shouldered hawk that uh, visits regularly, and is very loud. They're very loud hawks. They announce their presence. We have a great blue heron that lives um, by the pond and comes to fish. So we've been. That's been really incredible, and we've been able to take uh, long walks in the woods, which is also great. And then see things and watch our dog smell things that we cannot smell. Yeah. But uh, she's definitely smelling them. So that's that's been a plus in it. And um, it's actually been very inspirational. I'm working on, um, I don't, we'll see if this comes to fruition in, in various ways, but I'm working on um, a series of poems right now about two cousins, one of whom lives in the city and one of whom lives in the country. And I'm not sure I'd be able to, really be writing this if I hadn't just spent so much time in the country, yeah. you know, and really, and really lived that life um, for, for this amount of time of uh, the city. I, I think I know pretty well. Uh, so that's, you know, that's really been, that's been a blessing also. Uh, and, and the gift yeah. of slowing down and, and finding other rhythms, all these different animals that you're seeing, in nature's rhythm is wonderful that you have the opportunity to to see that that's beautiful yeah yeah we looked out the window the other day and there was the largest flock of robins i have ever seen oh um some of them will migrate some of them will actually stick it out through the winter but they were obviously gathering a lot of food and maybe maybe in preparation for traveling i i don't i don't know but it was just amazing and we have um we have a regular we call them the gang of four, although there's sometimes five uh, of crows that are permanent residents. And they, I love crows and they just crack me up and they're just, they are very loud. They carry on yeah. all the time. And, <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so that's, yeah, slowing down is, is a good thing, I think. The Children's Book Podcast is sponsored by Libro.fm. It's the gift-giving season, and our friends at Libro.fm are helping to make sure you and the readers in your life enjoy the latest and best audiobooks out there. Get two audiobook credits for the price of one when you enter promo code WINNER at checkout. 
or purchase a three, six, or 12-month gift membership for yourself or your favorite reader before January 1st, 2021, and enjoy credits to use on any of Libro FM's 150,000-plus audiobooks, regardless of price. Plus, the credits are DRM-free and do not expire. 30% off additional audiobooks, including gifts during membership, expert recommendations from booksellers, free Libro FM iOS and Android listening apps, and you can support a local bookstore as a Libro FM member. I'm going to be honest, that's my favorite part. When you buy a 12-month Libro FM gift membership, Libro.fm will be passing half of what you spend along to the bookstore of choice, meaning bookstores get $90 for every 12-month gift membership. There's really no better choice for that reader in your life this holiday season. I love my Libro FM. I've been a member for several years, getting the same great audiobooks and the same prices as other audiobook sellers, but with the comfort of knowing my purchases are helping my local independent bookstore. Treat yourself or your loved ones to a Libro.fm membership this year. Use the link in the show notes and happy listening. Well, I can see, I can see very easily your, your love and delight with nature. And I'm so glad that that finds its way into your books. Before we wrap up our time together, I I realized that I have not gotten a chance to say on air, on record, that one of my first interactions with, with your writing was through your wonderful reversos. I believe the first book I had read was Mirror, Mirror. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know you have three in the series, but I believe that that was the first interaction I had. And just being able to, alongside children, marvel at at how you played with words, with language, with form. Um, Because I think that I have always been attracted to poetry and poetic form, but to, to be able to delight alongside a child with how do you, with the puzzle of looking at it going, how do you think she does this? How could we do this? It just, um, I know you've written on it and have sort of had almost, I don't want to mischaracterize it, but almost an out of body experience writing reversos. Um, but I think that's probably true. true? <laughs> oh, good. Well, that works. It's interesting. You know, in order to write them, I have to get into what I call a games playing head hmm. uh, because they're really, they're really an elaborate game. I think. Absolutely. And um, so I guess that's a kind of out-of-the-body experience. Um, it really surprised me that I could write these things, to be honest with you. Um, because, you know, I think I've, I've mentioned this before. It started with a little poem about my cat. Yes. And then it just went cuckoo from there. And now I did the three collections that you mentioned. Um, Mirror, Mirror was the first, then Follow, Follow, both of those about uh, based on fairy tales, and then Echo Echo, which is based on the Greek myths. But now I often try to slip one or so into other books of poetry. Oh, cool. <laughs> and I was going to ask if I could read one from the, the most recent poetry collection that I had published was Follow the Recipe, oh, which yes. are poems about imagination, celebration, and cake. Marilyn, so, why, don't, why don't I set you up then, just to tell folks that are are unaware of this form, that that, yeah, that you have invented that the way a reverso works is that you you read the poem and its lines from top to bottom and it says one thing but when read by lines in reverse 
it it sort of deceives its original intention and says another thing. So in your in follow follow, you would have um, a poem about um, maybe going to the ball, but when read in reverse, it 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 um, tells a different story. Just neat the way you have those those changing perspective or in character. So uh, yeah, quite a very original and and fun puzzle of a form. I'd love for you to share one. Go ahead. Yeah, well, I've allowed, and it allows only changes in punctuation, capitalization, and um, and that's it, basically. Correct. Yeah, no, uh, no changing the word order or the line no. break order or anything like that. Yeah. No, and, and and you're quite right. The second half has to say something different. And um, a number of people have tried to write them, and I think that's where they miss it, <laughs> to be honest with you, because they they reverse the lines, but then it says the exact same thing. It says thing. the same thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, yeah. Written, so, I've written two now. You've read one of them. but It but, was good. But to approach it, though, with that mentality of, oh, but I'm not saying something different, and I know what I love about her books is that, it's a puzzle that reveals something different. That is such such a fun thing to try, but it's hard. It's fun and hard. Well, should, shall I uh, shall I read one from Please Mirror do. Mirror and then this one from Follow the Recipe? I'll read Please. the one that I always read from Mirror Mirror because this really explains, without my even having to say anything, what we mean by a reverso. Great. It's it, it's in the hood. It's about Little Red Riding Hood. There are two different speakers, and you should all be able to figure out who they are. And here, here it is. In my hood, skipping through the wood, carrying a basket, picking berries to eat, juicy and sweet, what a treat. But a girl mustn't dawdle. After all, grandma's waiting. After all, grandma's waiting mustn't dawdle. But a girl, what a treat, juicy and sweet, picking berries to eat, carrying a basket, skipping through the wood in my hood. Oh, that the line of to go from the berries are juicy and sweet to the girl. Oh, yeah. my word. It's so sinister. I love it so much. And I love reading it. It's so much fun. Oh, you know? so good. Yeah. Well, and, let's read the one from the new book. Yeah. Okay. So this is from Follow the Recipe, poems about imagination, celebration, and cake. These are all poems that are recipes. They're not all recipes for a dish, but they all use food sometimes as a metaphor. And this is Recipe for Science. This kitchen is your laboratory, combining molecules, forming crystals, growing good microbes, pickling cucumbers, cool, assembling rock candy, sweet, scrambling eggs, fresh. What's cooking? Science. Science, what's cooking? Fresh eggs scrambling, Sweet rock candy assembling, cool cucumbers pickling, good microbes growing, crystals forming, molecules combining. Your laboratory is this kitchen. I love it. it it's so playful. I don't know that I've come across another poetic form that just feels it just feels so fun. It feels perfectly made for for your readers, for children. I love it. 
Bravo. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks a lot. And can I end with one poem here that's not a reverso? Oh my word, I would love that. And then we can uh, close with, with my closing question. But please, let's hear okay. one more. Okay, this is Recipe for Understanding. Share bread, share histories. Dense, chewy tales that take time to rise. Crisp sketches as light as air. Share bread, share histories. Loaves baked so long ago or served up fresh from the oven today. Share bread, bami, brioche, chapati or lavash. Pass it around the table, share the world. Thank you, Marilyn Singer, for joining me today. Thank you for our time together, for love, for poetry, for dogs licking the, <laughs> the jalapeno oils no. off your mouth. <laughs> Thank Not you for wanting everything. wanting to lick the jalapeno off my mouth. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm going to uh, close this way. I will see a library full of children tomorrow morning. Is there a message that I can bring to them from you? Absolutely. Tell them that the world is full of wonders and that they should go out and look and listen and uh, smell. <laughs> and if they can, if it's safe, touch and, and taste uh, to experience all of those. And then if they want to, they can write about it. Children's Book Podcast is recorded and produced by me, Matthew Winner, in my library studio in Ellicott City, Maryland. You can subscribe to the podcast and access the archive of over 600 episodes at matthewcwinner.com. Our theme music is by Poddington Bear, care of the Free Music Archive. Want to help out the show? Become a patron at patreon.com slash matthewcwinner and your support and contributions will directly support and impact my work here. And always, writing a review on iTunes or sharing the podcast with friends through Facebook, Twitter, word of mouth, or any other means helps reach more listeners, which leads to more content and more amazing guests. And that is a very good thing indeed. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.